0: dollar you're
1: non-essential. you're a guinea pig for Pfizer What are you gonna
0: do about it? Let's go Hey guys welcome to the Lunch Boys Podcast <laughs> This is uh this is hot I always felt like it was only right for for me to intro because uh
1: this is the most sultry I just, intro I, just, I think we've ever had
0: as as a black man I am just constantly being hunted by the feds and it's it's just if i have to go outside and fear for my life with my black neighbors in front of me to the left of me and also my hispanic neighbors across the street uh i just feel so unsafe in my own neighborhood and uh it's because of the right-wingers you know like my parents watch taco carlson every night and um You know, I'm adopted and uh, I I just recognize that, you know, my family, they are, they made me a slave when I was a child because they watched Tucker Carlson and and, um, they already had three children. So they didn't need another children. They just really wanted to have a live in black person, which is why I'm light skinned. And um, I'm just, I'm just really sad. And uh, I know like right now all my white friends are like still praying for Ukraine because like Ukrainians look like them. I mean, they but really like, don't, but like, I just want to appeal to Eastern Europeans, um, disavow them. <laughs> I just, I just want to appeal to my, my, my allies that I know are out there. Um, that have my blue white hair. allies. Um, I just want to appeal to you that maybe you could like halt your prayers and good thoughts to Ukraine for just a minute and just think about what it's like to be black in America. Um, Especially since, like, these views are so mainstream. And that's why, you know, Republicans, they're all around us. And when you go to the mall, they're, like, walking down the street with their AK-47s and, you know... That's for hot. Waving around their AR-15s. There you go. And, um, you know, they've got, like, MAGA hats on and stuff. Like, it's literally, like, a MAGA nation out there. It's, like, so mainstream. Just, like, red hats everywhere. Trump Ultra 2024. King. And it's not, like, even in the boonies. It's, like, in the cities. You know, there's, like, big... Signs Dude, to have, Smollett, like, you know, Chicago. I mean, it's a he got jumped by a bunch of MAGA hat dudes, bro. And they like, they. It's funny because like they actually had like a pointy white hat on with like the eyes cut <laughs> out, but then they like crushed the pointy part with their MAGA hat so they could beat up on him. You it's know, like
2: double masking, but for racists.
0: It, yeah, it's, that's that's ex- exactly. So it's like just how double masking makes you more safe. That that helped them to emphasize their own racism, which they wanted to do. Yeah, you know.
2: Okay, and, so um, if if you've made it to this point, you're ready to have an adult conversation about this.
1: <laughs>
0: you know what I was wondering
2: I about, is, though. I think is how, uh, what's uh, what this is a, a litmus when, test for.
1: When secular people pray for Ukraine, who are they praying to? The science. Uh, to
2: anyways,
0: Fauci, <laughs> I guess the Uh, <laughs> to
2: Fauci. uh A couple of days ago, there was a uh, another mass shooting. Uh, well, which three. isn't funny. There were by three the way. mass shootings. There were three, but there's one that's like. In the news, uh, because the other two in the from noose? my understanding, were like were, were gang violence, yeah. Who was uh, Bubba Wallace? Who was that? The NASCAR yeah, yeah. driver who tied his own noose, or no, it wasn't a noose, it was just like a, a not, whatever. Um, so there was another mass shooting, uh, up in Buffalo, New York. I think the most recent numbers were 10 dead, 13 wounded. Um, and as expected. The kid left a manifesto, which I have in front of us, so I'm going to quote pretty extensively from that, and I hope
0: which is easy to find if you search with DuckDuckGo. By the way,
2: yeah, uh, but I, I, so the Rolling Stone said that this guy wasn't a extremist; he was a typical Republican. The New York Times called him a right-wing extremist. Washington Post called him a right winger. Like all of these mainstream outlets are calling him a right winger, and then when you read his actual manifesto and like his actual words. He's not,
1: so uh, which, by the way, I love and, and that we so would they're, even using a crazy person's words as having any validity. Dude's a nutcase,
2: a hundred percent. But then exactly, like he doesn't have like coherent thoughts, so you can't place him on one side of the Actually, uh, left or right. Manifest like, the manifesto is thing... very
1: coherent, which is even more sus.
2: Yeah, so they're they it's the Alex Jones thing all over again. They're going to talk all this shit about this guy, rightfully so. But like. Be accurate about it at least. And then there's if you post even a screenshot of the manifesto, I got a flag on my Instagram account now because I have posted Ukrainian one a, a, a snippet. <laughs> because I posted a snippet <laughs> of the manifesto responding to the Rolling Stone article calling him a mainstream Republican. So not all, like they're gonna lie about it, and then if you try to correct the record at all, they're gonna ban your account. And so obviously this
0: dude's a piece of shit. But in his oh hundred percent, I read the first fifteen pages of the manifesto myself. I read all of it. Uh, you read all hundred eighty pages? Yeah, dude.
2: Bro, autism is my superpower. Uh, it is. So in it, he says. You also read fast. Uh, no, I just spend all my time doing this. So in the manifesto, just to give it a, a couple quick points, are you a concern? Like the first like twenty pages or so is basically a and A. Are you a conservative? He went on. No, Con- conservatism is a corporate or conservatism is corporatism in disguise. I want no part of it. Which, uh, by the
0: way, is solid take. <laughs> there are there are worse takes. Uh, I mean, it's not a bad take. He's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, I saying another- he's right. It's just a good take. <laughs>
2: so, uh, am I allowed to
0: say that? I'm the black guy on the show. I can say that.
2: Yeah, and like this is what really kind of did it in. It's like. Are you quote right wing depending on the definition sure the next one are you left wing depending on the definition sure are you a socialist depending Who's on asking the definition these questions himself he's schizo the- he, he is legitimately schizophrenic according to like old school records so but also like the point of believing a manifesto like this is here's what i believe and this reads like a schizophrenic wrote it uh
1: or 10 cadets at Quantico.
2: It, it does kind of read like a DNC fanfic, where it's like, oh, well, what what made you do this? Oh, well, free speech on 4chan and Twitter and right-wing memes and, and the, also the f- guns. The filibuster really makes me itch for that, you know, trigger, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he said that back in high school, he was a communist, and then he started he moving He still more is right-ward. in high school, isn't he? Or uh, No, he said when he was, like, 12 to 15, so, like, uh, early in high school. So and then he said he starts moving rightward, and then he ends up what he calls an auth center-left, so authoritarian center-left. But he says that, you know, uh, eco, uh, what are your views? I would prefer to call myself a populist, but you can call me an ethno-nationalist, eco-fascist, national-socialist, if you want, I wouldn't disagree with you. That is not a right winger.
0: At all. Like zero percent. That was one of the things that stuck out to me in when I was reading through those first couple of pages. Was he's, he he even affirmed like where he got a lot of his political philosophy from. And it's not right wing sources. He he even uh, so
2: I would say like the true right wing, like the old right sort of idea, is found in like modern like paleo libertarianism, like the Rothbard Mises wing. Personally, I think conservatives are actually, like, barely center-right on most issues. Chinese agents. He he derives uh, modern libertarianism, like, in the vein of, like, Ayn Rand, Murray Rothbard, Mises, Walter Bloch. So, like, very much that crowd of right libertarianism. He derides it as a Jewish plot to corrupt the American culture. So he hates the right wing. He's not a conservative. He rejects Christianity. You know... He calls himself a national socialist, eco-fascist, and people are going to say that fascism is a right-wing ideology, but in my opinion, what fascism and Nazism really is is, like, a radical authoritarian uh, centrism, you know? You have the socialism of the left, and you have the nationalism of the right, traditionally speaking. With big corporations running the show. Oh, that
1: sounds awfully familiar. Say it again? Mm. Where corporations basically rule everything?
2: Yeah, Uh, so you have, like... And people would say that's a right-wing ideology, but then what's the state doing there? Like, that's the left-wing part of it, you know, depending on how you define left well, and right-wing.
0: It, it, it's the same thing, the conversation that we've had both on the show and in private, is the the circle or the horseshoe of political ideology, is that eventually you kind of come back to a center at the bottom of the cone or at the top of the cone, wherever you want to look at mm-hmm. it, and the farther right you go, like, there's really, there's really only one in layman's terms central difference between full-on socialist communism and full-on fascism which is henry's point corporations run everything on the right wing side or everything's owned by the state all like what what the corporations would run is run by the state on the left wing side but otherwise the government functions the same the government treats uh, opposition the same like it's 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 really not all that different. So when people get super hung up on fascism, it's like, yeah, but your idea is literally the same. And we're seeing that even play out with like modern politics right now, even with how like uh through the COVID regime, through even the Roe v. Wade not actually being revoked, but just the idea that it might um the the handlings of these things are on the left wing side, very much owned by the state and/or mm-hmm. sorry, owned by the corporations in a lot of ways, where the corporations become the puppeteers of the ideas that other people want to see. We're seeing this with like CEOs tweeting out like, "We will help you relocate, or we'll help you do this, blah yeah, blah blah." Salesforce, <laughs> yeah, technically um, murder your kids. It's Yay. just like yeah, you. Yeah, but but what's interesting about that is like that that side of it is actually fascism, but the left doesn't see that because. They're blind. They let their brain fall out of their butt, but and they don't know so, what fascism means, right? And so it's they, especially what's interesting is as I'm as I read through those first fifteen pages, and then I'll shut up because I didn't read the whole thing. But <laughs> uh, it was apparent that this guy, um, actually, thought about political philosophy in a way deeper than most people do because he didn't talk about left and right like we do in American politics. He talked about left and right based on the political compass, so he felt. He aligned himself more on those lines than, oh, do I think Reagan's awesome or do I think Obama's awesome? He was more like, am I more concerned with populism or am I more concerned with authoritarianism? Am I more concerned with uh, libertarianism? Am I more concerned with the state co-opt of goods and services? Am I more concerned with corporate co-op of goods and services? Like that's how – where his brain was. So to just say, oh, right-winger is such a – it's such a straw man because it's not true or accurate Mm – of how this particular individual fought. And if you want to, you know, one of the big questions I get asked all the time is how do we stop mass shootings? Well, you really should take the time to understand what motivates these sick people so then we can start to find out and predict what moves people to go and shoot up a bunch of people, especially if it's predicated on the idea of racism and other things. So it's just such a straw man and it gives us permission to not think about it and also not to do anything real about it other than post the names of people. Which by the way, One last thing. I follow uh, police, the police official on Instagram. Mm. I've seen so many black people and Hispanic people and grandmothers and mentally ill people get shot by the cops since George Floyd. I mean so many. As in like as recently as yesterday. And they don't get riots. They don't get pray for whoever they don't get, say their name, which just is just another indicator of how like black pilled I am towards <laughs> these types of reactions to things. Cause I'm like, none of you actually care about any of the people who died. Mm. None of you are going to remember those names. I've seen those names a hundred times in Instagram. I couldn't recall one. So which I'm just going to be honest. I think a lot of people are just reposting it saying, look at their names. You don't care about their names. You're not going to remember their names. You know, if it's only one person, you might get George Floyd out of it, but we already forgot about Tamir Rice and a bunch of others. So it's just mm. like, like, you don't actually care, and so even that is a problem to me. Where like we're we're feigning these we're we're feigning that we care about these issues at a level that is emotional and and empathetic when it's not. It's just the news told me to care about this, so I do. Same thing Ukraine, same thing Roe v. Raid. same thing George Floyd. Sa- you know what I mean? Like I could keep going. Oh yeah. So, so I mean, you're like, saying I that's, that's why it's working. The,
2: uh, I mean yeah. Th- I think that's why the NPC <laughs> Does that NPC.
0: <laughs>
2: I think that's why the NPC meme cuts so deep for them. Like the meme where it's like a different chip gets implanted. Like, oh, now you have to care about this and forget about literally everything else that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. It's because it's so true. And like the right has their version of it too, for sure.
0: 100%. Um,
2: yeah. But I, I also really despise the idea. And I hate this uh, across the board. Um, people are like, don't read the manifesto because that's just what he wants and stuff. It's like, like you kind of hit on. If we aren't allowed to try to understand these people, like Stalin or Hitler or Kim Jong un or this guy,
1: like then what's the point? Like then we don't know how to stop it really. The, the hardest part for me though is that like reading this jargon, like, A, we don't really know if he's the author or not, right? Um, and even if he yeah. was the author, they're the they're words of a lunatic. So it really feels like the, this is going to sound so stupid. But I feel like the real issue for stuff like this is like public education is trash. There's tons of chemicals in the food, and people are overmedicated. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Yeah. I mean, that, I actually think, that, yeah that
2: doesn't help. <laughs> that's for, definitely not the only thing, but like it definitely doesn't help. Also,
1: hilarious you know? that in the manifesto he mentions that he's double jabbed or whatever. Yeah. Hilarious, and he makes he, the comment that maybe that's why he's gonna go do this. Yeah, the L-O-L.
2: direct quote, like uh, again in the like the Q and A part, it's like, "Are you, basically are you a Fed?" is like the question, and it says, "No, I don't think so. Who knows? Maybe it's the two shot of COVID vaccine juice going through my bloodstream that's really making me do this." <laughs> it's like hilarious, and, and like so, I've seen people grab on that and be like, "See, he's a right winger," because of that, and like I've never heard of sufficient definition of what the like delineates the right and the left. Ever. Because even like on you can have you know, right wing versions of anything, you can have left wing versions of anything. If your scale is like freedom versus tyranny, Marx is all about liberty, you know, just he's wrong about it, in my opinion. So it's hard to, you know, actually. How can you be a collectivist
1: and before liberty? Like, that seems like an oxymoron.
2: Collective liberty. It, exactly. They, they build society based on groups and ra- rather than individuals, which is, like, a way to do it. I think it's wrong and leads to horrific things, but, like, you know, it is a way to do it. So you could say if, like, the right wing is those concerned with liberty, then Marxists would be right wing in that sense.
1: I, I still have a hard time grappling with that because you're ignoring
0: the individual... Uh, yeah. I digress, but you know. Well, that that's because we fundamentally disagree with the point. But yeah. I, I can kind of see how a Marxist could say that this is what promotes liberty. Yeah, uh, and it's for just the same like, reason that, like, if if I moved out of the city and went to the boonies and found myself a like minded community, it, it it's basically the stupid version of that, where it's like I want to live in a state that doesn't tax me crazily, or I want to live in a place where I'm, like, around more like-minded people. Collectivism does that, but on a macro scale, rather than a micro scale, on the individual to choose those associations.
2: Or even, like, if you want to take the kind of neoliberal, democratic, utilitarian view of things, they say, and they, like, campaign saying that they would want to promote civil liberties and individual liberties. They just think liberties are best protected and ensured through the government, which I think is, like... Obviously an awful idea, and there's zero merit to that. But they would argue we are the ones ensuring liberty by making sure we you know, give out health care or s- stimulus checks or any number of things. But they know, also need the like a
1: cohesive, everybody needs to agree on absolutely everything. And if anybody doesn't, you need to make them, even in your collective, which to me is it, exactly. the opposite of liberty. But. Which is why they're stupid. That's
2: yes. why
0: they're wrong. But yeah, and that's you're why correct.
1: that's
2: why we would disagree. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I've heard that argument so it's a, a billion mental times. Illness
1: is what you're saying?
2: I mean, politics is a mental illness, really. <laughs> <laughs> so if we want to get to that, um, so I've never heard a sufficient. Like the closest I've ever heard is I forget who said it. So sorry about that. But that the difference between right and left at its core is egalitarianism. Um, and I I I think that's like maybe the best i've heard but it's still not great
0: you know Mm. i i do think um have you ever heard of the show manhunter i think it's called or mindhunter oh about the serial killers yeah yeah love it uh you would uh i I know it's a great show though (laughs) it's really good like the acting's phenomenal oh it's awesome if I'm not mistaken, that's very loosely based on a true story of how they coined the term serial killer. Mm-hmm. And isn't it interesting that like in the in the show, and you know, what limited informa- information and knowledge I have of the actual story, that by learning the habits and the ideas and the thoughts of certifiably crazy people that at the time I think they referred to them as sequence killers, mm-hmm. by learning that they were able to find out, oh, there is a mental state in which you can just kill because you have to, because you want to. And now we can identify serial killers based on this and treat them differently than someone who just does a random murder and maybe even find future ones faster because this, this compulsive feels an awful need... feels lot like Minority Report. I don't like it. <laughs> this compulsive need, once we find the crime scene, this compulsive need to do things maybe in a similar way can help us maybe find people faster in the future, right? Now, that being said, this person... Certifiably crazy who left this manifesto and shot these people, right? Mm-hmm. But I, to Ryan's point earlier, I do want to say that real fast, you know, if sorry, we two second tangent,
2: fun fact about that show the script is actually the transcript from the interviews that were actually like conducted between the like Jeffrey Dahmer and the guy.
1: Oh, can I quickly interject yeah. though? One reason that I think this is really a funny cool. topic <laughs> That's is super because. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Dahmer, for example, it's suspected was actually part of Project Phoenix during the Vietnam War and that he was trained by the CIA to go to these villages and do horrific things oh, to dude, subject just these like, people to like crazy fear. And then when they came back to America, they were never like realigned with civil civilian life. And so that's why they dude, ended up doing the same thing that they just did in Vietnam.
2: Like a, it's just like Kaczynski. He got tossed through like the Harvard CIA basically psych torture program when he was a kid and then he grows up to be the Unabomber. Um, right. There was one Marine on Rogan one time who said, "Um, like, you know, you go, you sign up, and they turn you into killers. But when you come back, yeah. they don't know how to turn it off. I forget who said it. It might have been Jocko. Uh, I can't remember. I, it sounds There's familiar
1: to
0: Jocko, yeah. My, my, uh, Someone in my family, of whom I'll leave unnamed, just in case they don't want this story going out, Um, they served in the Marine Corps. And it's kind of interesting because they shared with me a story where came back from reserves, by the way, didn't even like actually have to go to Vietnam. And then they were just like out, you know, at some place listening to live music. And some dude came up and was like, you looking at my girl, you know, just trying to stick his chest out Mm -hmm. and like step to him. And so this person knocked him down and then pressed his thumbs into his Adam's apple. And then he had to snap out of it and he goes, Oh shoot. And then he left the bar. Right. And what he shared with me was that, like I, they t- they don't teach you how to fight there, they don't teach you how to like escalate They teach you how to kill people, hmm. and it took me a second to realize that like my training took over and I was gonna kill that man. And it's just like oh shoot, so like I mean Henry's that's point, just love, right? That's passion. Well, you know, it was, you know, back in the seventies, I guess, so it was super low, so Greek you know of him, <laughs> a little LSD and you'll drink, girl. Come mm-hmm. that was super rapey, but that's what they did. I mean, we still fill out Grateful Dead auditoriums, and that dude was famous for freaking dosing people all the time. So, yeah, with like, with John Mayer now, <laughs> right? Yeah. So don't don't come at me for that joke. You guys fill the stadium, and you haven't canceled him, and he used to dose people for fun.
2: Yeah, uh, but real fast, I actually have no idea. A few, a few more things, yeah, out there. So, like previously mentioned, the school records showed that he was diagnosed with schizophrenic, or was at least. Um, heavily I mean a suspected fun personality uh, fun personalities uh, <laughs> was heavily suspected nice. of being a schizophrenic but also he was and this is from uh msnbc i've got it right here um or mbc sorry suspect in buffalo supermarket shooting previously investigated for violent threat so he basically was gonna be a school shooter and then the fbi was like oh we don't think he's that much of a threat, which, like, in my tweaked-out conspiracy brain means that he's now on their payroll. Uh, and then he got, like, upgraded and promoted to just a public space shooter. Didn't um, he,
1: like, get in trouble for a bomb threat? I, I believe so. Um, I'll search so, like, this, this guy article. shouldn't be hanging out at
2: school anymore. No, the threat was about... uh He said that he wanted to, and I, I can't see where... It might have been just in passing to a friend or something that he wanted to carry out a shooting at his school. Um, So nothing about a bomb? If if you want... No, not that's coming up in this article, at least. If you want to read more into it, there's a book called The Terror Factory. Let me find the name. By Trevor Aronson. And it's mainly about... um, After 9-11, there was a string of FBI...
0: Trevor Aronson? Trevor Aronson, Yeah. It's like your worlds collided and made a single person. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so he, uh, he, he
2: writes about after 9-11, there was a string of FBI ops, you know, operations that uh, they would go and find somebody who was suspected of being a potential terrorist And it's, like, some crazy dude with $12 in his bank account with no actual means, you know. And then they would be like, oh, well, maybe, like, if I gave you 800 bucks, maybe you could go make a fertilizer bomb and park it outside of an embassy or something stupid and crazy like that. And it's a guy who, again, had zero means to make any of this happen. And then they'll drive up and, like, right when it's about to happen, they'll be like, ah, we got you. You were about to commit a terrorist crime with a... our funding, our support, our direction, at our request, while we were undercover, and it's just a 200 pages of a bunch of stories like that, and just like the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping case uh, the other day or the other month, really. Um, it sounds like a drug sting, by the way. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the same. Sort of, just like Randy Weaver with Ruby Ridge, like they got him to buy a sawed-off shotgun with like a. You know, or again, a sawed-off shotgun, so you're not allowed to have this because the barrel's too short. And the ATF sold it to him and then was like, ah, we got you. He would have never had access to that had you not shown up on his doorstep with that. And then they killed his wife and his family for it, you know? And his dog. Yeah, so like that standoff actually happened. It wasn't because they were coming to arrest him necessarily. It's a little more complicated. He got sent like court summons and then when he got to the court, they were like, oh, no, that's the wrong day. Like, you got to come back the other day. So he went, F this whole thing. I'm not showing up at all. (laughs) And then that's when the, uh, he was like, I'm just going to go live in my cabin in the woods, and no one's going to talk to me ever again. And then that's not what happened. Um, He actually just died like a week ago, too. Really? Yeah. Um, He's got a book, uh, Ruby Ruby Ridge in Our Own Words, I think it is. It's very Waco-esque. Rest in peace, King yeah for and also kaczynski's got cancer so you know all of the king's going down (laughs) i'm mostly joking for anybody listening i'm mostly joking yeah these are jokes (laughs) this book's pretty all right
0: i'm just saying both of them um what (laughs) all that to say too uh look we will never and I've said this before on the show. I say this. Do you to hear people those sirens the in the background on my no. end?
2: It literally <laughs> sounds like they're coming to get me.
0: <laughs> There's like four trucks. <laughs> now nah, they come into my house. You're not dark enough. So uh we <laughs> thank you. We will never eradicate racism. Ever. Yeah. Like, first off. You know, in this incredibly empathetic and Christ-like podcast, like as Christians, we will never we we believe and we know that the, we have a rewind sin to the first five minutes and then say I that know. again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we we never will ever, and we the, the scripture actually talks about this in Romans chapter one, where like people sit around and invent new ways of sinning; mm-hmm. it's like their favorite thing to do. So like the fact that we think that like. The fact that we think that, oh, if we post about it enough, or if we yell about it enough, that maybe we'll get rid of racism. When this guy is not your general human being, this is a certifiably effing crazy pos. Okay, and like, if you if you think that that's in person of, of sin, mainstream, yes, uh, that's that's my Christianity uh acronym. And so like, <laughs> like if you think that that's mainstream right wing whatever your caricature of that is by the way because you're not even smart enough to know what actual right wing is like if you th- if that's your mainstream caricature of this person like y- if you think that that's indicative of what people who listen to Tucker Carlson believe like you're freaking crazy like you you have not taken more than 30 seconds to think about this other than being fed a narrative that's designed to ignite an emotional response to get you to post something and to get you to continue to be subservient to the narratives that are being given to you and also to forget about the things like Pfizer data, like, giving away a bunch of money to a country that is involved in a conflict that, to be honest, doesn't have much to do with us other than the freaking organization that we are linked to due to a treaty. Like, like so much of this... for a civil war. So, like, it's just... Like, just get a grip, dude. Like, if you think... If you're sitting there going, oh my gosh, it's so hard to be black in America because... A psychopath wants to kill black people? Like, that's not the litmus test to determine whether or not it's hard to be black in America. It's like So did Marga Sanger, but we're not talking about
1: her that much. Her (laughs) numbers are way bigger, you know? Way (laughs) higher. We
0: liked her. We were like, oh, it's so sad she died. She served her country so well. Yeah, she served her country bombing brown people, you nincompoop. Like, I just don't understand. Like, like it doesn't... it, It actually makes me, like, so angry because it makes me realize how much people... Like, look, I am a black man when I sit at the barber in the barber chairs, like one of those times where I just like am so proud to be a black man. I don't know what that feels like or why I feel that way. My wife asked me about this once because she's white. She's like, what's that feel like to be proud of your race? Which I thought was such a funny question. Um, (laughs) Like, I'm like, I don't know. I just I was super proud to be black. and I don't know why. And I love being black. I really do. But this is one of those moments when people say, like, Black Lives Matter, when people say, like, I stand with my black fellow Americans, blah, 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 blah. It's not – It's. it makes me sad as a black man because I realize how much you don't actually care. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to send you guys a text one day. Man, I'm so proud of being Jewish and just send you news about Israel. Be like, Phew. man, we oh, good. No, I already got all the news straight
2: to my <laughs> phone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, um, the,
1: yeah, I, I do think the, – uh, the, Oh go ahead, sorry. All of these events uh, they really feel like they're creating like more and more division. They're more than likely going to then like raid some like extreme militia guys, call them all white supremacists, take away their guns, use that as the pretext for a national gun confiscation, and then your average person is going to be like, push in a corner and either will give up or put up a stand, which will turn it into, like, a hot situation of shootouts. And And then then they will use that to
0: say that's how they are.
1: Yep. Yeah, so another thing that makes the manifesto kind of
2: (laughs) fishy is one of the question and answers. Well, two things. One of the question and answers, over what time span did you plan the attack? I've been passively preparing for this attack like every American does. By buying ammo, surplus military gear, and shooting irregularly for a few years. It wasn't until the beginning of January 2022 that I actually got serious. And then... I just got labeled. Yes! The last, like, 90 pages is just him listing military
1: gear that he likes. Oh, here's me just giving a a big clap to the World Economic Forum. (laughs) Impressive. Well played, Klaus Schwab.
2: It, it like, you know, not to get too... Conspiratorial, but it's hard not to. It it does read like, Oh, the Democrats want to ban X, Y, and Z. Well, here's a shooting that the manifesto says, Oh, I did X, Y, and Z to get here. Yeah. I I've liked right wing memes and I like 4chan and uncensored speech. <laughs> I've got a Pepe the, the Frog
0: meme tattoo. From. I just shared a meme from Mostly Peaceful Memes and I was like I hope nobody clicks into that meme page and then makes opinions about me because I love Mostly Peaceful Memes (laughs) (laughs) I mean just the name of the page enough is so salacious and I love it oh 100% but like also like are we all just going to forget where the Department of Homeland
1: Security said anybody that questions COVID mandates or the election is Mm -hmm. a potential domestic terrorist threat yes he named libertarians by name
0: yeah.
1: Ah, uh, it's annoying.
0: Yeah, and then you and get people, uh, like I shared with you guys, to say, if you hold any of these views, then you're on the wrong side of history. And what you know what? Maybe I figured out the perfect response. You're right. So what is right-wing? And how do we tell if someone is right-wing? Yeah, hey. Specifically. <laughs> it's me because right. Because, like, <laughs> I, well, like, all of us are somewhere on the right, on the political spectrum, right? On the mm-hmm. political compass. But, like... Definitely on the spectrum. right sure. Right <laughs> for All of us. Sure. Uh, well, not me. I'm a normie. Remember, I scored well in the normie range. But <laughs> yeah. can, we, can we talk about that for two seconds? Because I think it's hilarious. Hang on. So, like, yeah. I think that <laughs> what we need to do, though, is that we need to, we need to make it so that people crap.
1: Ah! Ah! I'm so sorry. Screw man. you, too. I'm so but sorry. But, like,
0: <laughs> anyway, political compass. I don't remember what it was. No. Caricature it's... of right wing, something. I don't know. Well, you're talking about the, the guy uh, who would die. What about... is right wing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Ask him what is right wing because like us we're we know where we are, whatever, you know, quote unquote right wing because we took a political compass test and because we understand what the political compass, what assertions that makes about you. But like. For the rest of the world, they're like, oh, Tucker Carlson, which to me, which, sure he's right wing ish, but like he's left of us. You know what I'm saying? So it's oh, like very. so well, it's just like, well, if, if that's what you think right wing is. And you think that's right-wing extremism. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what am I? And by the way, I don't like the left or the right. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't actually know what they're talking about when they say right-wing or right-wing extremism. So, anyway. I feel so alienated by even, like, the political compass, though. Because they Mm -hmm. claim that somebody like Tucker Carlson (laughs) is right-wing. Colin lives in you. And you're just a little bit authoritarian, you know? Well, that's true. I'll take the upside of anything, you know? Like... Hey, you know what? If Hitler comes back and uh, zombie Hitler runs the world, guess what? I'm going to see you to the day I die. And it's going to be fine. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying you won't see Because, you know, because <laughs> Henry's a Jew and we're survivors, baby. <laughs>
1: He's going to code switch like you've never seen before.
0: <laughs> Switching hats.
1: Um, that's fair. Fair criticism. Um, but so, like, Tucker Carlson's <laughs> takes are often, like, if this is what we want to make pretend that we are. So it's like, you want to make pretend like we are America. And I think the, the criticism right now with this Buffalo shooter guy has to do with mass migration, something like that. And It's part of it. He he calls minorities replacers in the manifesto pretty prolifically. So, And what's interesting is to make pretend like there isn't a crisis on the border is delusional. So is it really that right wing to just point at it and be like oh it's a humanitarian crisis because not only is it bankrupting all of the communities in that area but it's also terrible human conditions for the people that are trying to come in oh and they're being coerced to come in by big money players that want to basically turn north america into one giant faction of the new world order Is, is that really a right versus left thing like it's just a commentary of what's happening
2: yeah, and I think it's also weird because I've never seen the word "Great Replacement
1: Theory" trotted out <laughs> so much uh, recently, right. um, which I'm pretty sure that feels like something that "quote unquote" left wing establishment came up with.
0: So it's it's weird. So. Yeah, that. that first actually first I've never all, heard I, there's the term nothing replacement theory until this shooting happened. Oh, I've, and then I started I've just heard seeing about it floating for, around the internet for forever. <laughs> well, you're you're deep in Twitter, my friend. Yeah, like you're um, so deep on Twitter, you need a VPN to find your half your followers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Basically.
2: <laughs> so it's it's weird because a I don't necessarily inherently think the great replacement theory is right or left wing uh, necessarily because you can have like. It really again it goes back to what your definition of right versus left is, but then you have, uh, I think it was a leader of the ACLU. Uh, it got caught on one of his video interviews. He had a countdown to when the white population was going to be a minority or like a majority minority. So you know whites were forty nine percent and everything else added up was fifty one sort of thing. He had a countdown for that, and I saw that a lot from people like. Hey, what's this about? And then if you do look at like demographic stats, you know, whites are declining in share, and so people will take that and then I do think it's fair to say that Democrats are usually pro open border or at least the establishment of it are usually pretty pro open border or the looser borders cuz most of the people coming in are Democrats. Well, if, and they if it's a, more so every, every they want illegal
1: support from the government and they think they're going to get it from the richest country in the world. Or I'm saying the other way around. Like,
2: the Democrats are okay with it because they're coming in as Democrats. And, th- you know, that could be because of, you know, the welfare and, like, there's support from government and whatever.
1: Because, like, I mean, but I- if every of one Democrat, of them, I don't think it exists in, like, South America per se, you know?
2: Well, yeah, but I think if every one of them were going to come across the border and then proceed to vote overwhelmingly Republican, you would see that issue switch across party lines quickly.
1: But also, so, like it 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 wouldn't happen because the like nationalist aspect of Republicans wouldn't allow for that support system
2: i I think you uh underestimate political <laughs> divides. I think if it if that was gonna guarantee that like there were more Republican voters across like the southern border up into California and stuff, I think they'd be all for it. I think they'd be
1: totally for it. That just seems like such a, <clears throat> the, I would agree that anything that a politician can do to get more votes, they would generally do it. But it would be such a hard sell for their constituency that I, I just don't see well, they, don't, Whereas, they don't pay attention. Like, no, no, like the, If you're a small fiscally, government, then you yeah. should be against the drug war. You should be against
0: conscription. You should be against the it, 40 billion in Ukraine. You should be well, against the like Trump passed are, the stimulus bill. You guys are forgetting that – that
1: like the, the tricky thing that Republicans did was they merged it with evangelicalism, right? And the whole protect Israel, right? Like oh, that's, that's how that's you get big military.
2: That's an easy sell. You just go, I think Christ would actually have us open the borders and accept them with open arms.
1: What's really funny is that at church, there are people trying to say that, and you still see the staunch Republicans like, I don't like it. I don't like it at all.
2: But had, had there been... A 40-year campaign, the same way, or even like a 250-year campaign of America is the greatest nation in the world and it must be preserved. Had we had that in the exact opposite direction for evangelicals uh, on the border issue, I think not a question.
0: Uh, well, really, all we need be is another visionary like the Falwells, and then another like Republican Jesus, just like Obama's Democrat Jesus. We need a like, Republican and a Jesus. Half. is basically Reagan. And so all you needed was those two together in the 80s, and then by the end of the 90s, being a Republican, or being a Christian was synonymous with being a Republican. And mm-hmm. it only took roughly 20 years. Um, um, only pushed back within is that 10 Southern years, it was pretty much solid. Southern
1: Democrats, for example, like pushed back against that idea, and that's why they all turned into Republicans in like the 80s. You know, So there is something, for whatever reason, intrinsic in like American like Puritanism. That is not down with that. You might even want to call it some kind of prejudice towards their opinion of people south of the border. Maybe that it's even like deep in American history. If you think back to like how Texas became a part of America, it was really bloody. They killed all those people. Mm-hmm. That's still pretty heavily entrenched, and they just don't want them around. You know, just saying. I
2: I think I think you. you... I think you're underestimating how just NPC, both Democrats and Republicans are. I think they would it, switch it's on a dime if, it's
1: if like of the Colin, next three
0: because Colin likes Republicans. <laughs> no, I mean I, I I think
1: that the I kinda look at it like this. They they can't have Republicans and Democrats agree on anything. And that divide yeah. has been created and it's just not gonna switch particularly easily. Those two sides um on a cultural level are only going to be pushed further and further because that's the only way you can get people to agree every four years to vote and be okay with a rigged election i sure but you also like
2: the the war issue for example has bounced back and forth like the anti-war party has bounced back and forth a lot of times over american history i think i don't think the border issue is any different i think if there was a concerted and you know concerted effort that
1: okay we're going to flip Republicans open borders and Democrats pro borders, I think that could easily happen. The only reason I think the war thing flipped is because we have so much information now. So so many people know that Kalphite Tonksen was BS. They know that Pearl Harbor was BS, and those are all why, like. The, then why did one side dude, become pro war?
0: You say that, but I really don't think that's near as mainstream or, as we'd like to think n- it not is. Not at well, all. No, but it's it's... like, then
2: if if that information is the reason that. It switched, then why is there a pro-war party? And like, you know, for anybody, yeah, both parties are pro-war, but you know what I mean. There's rhetorically anti-war and rhetorically pro-war. If the information is out there, then why has there been a switch instead well, of both you'll of them coming that, together like, and being like, well, all of it's bullshit
1: then. The lefties appear to be more stuck in their echo chambers and less likely to hear about what your alternative media is. So that's why everybody points at alternative media and they're like, oh, these are like your neo-Nazi right fascists and I want nothing to do with it. But it's that group oh, that appears um, um, to be waking up to all the war stuff. And I'm, they, I'm a lot of them that it. are older. I'm friends with like a handful of people like over the age of 60
0: because of my time in the Oh, on your mountains. black friends? Okay. All right. Yep. And the. <laughs> so it was interesting. Clearly, you're that... rhetorical friends. You can check a box, clearly.
1: Well, my point being that. <laughs> By getting to know them, they all used to be pro-war. Like even they were like happy to go into the Vietnam War. They thought that they were fighting communism. But then the more that they actually learned about what was actually going on, 30 years later, they're like, "Oh crap, we got conned though." Whereas mm-hmm. your pro-Ukraine people, they still think like, "Oh yeah, we totally need to go. We go need to fight the the Russians because you know they're they're I, bad." But that's what I'm saying. I'm
2: not denying that. I'm just saying even with the information out there, because the information was out there always, more or less, not as ready, uh, readily
1: available, but it's always been there. But lefties in particular, since I think the establishment has taken over the leftist culture, they don't feel obligated to go look for it. Uh, but, that's, but again, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying
2: even though the information's there, there still exists a pro-war party. So it could easily, if the establishment decided we want to switch Republicans to be the open borders one, and we're going to start crafting information specifically to do that,
1: I, I think they could easily do that, is my point. I think it's too late. They probably could have gotten away with that maybe in, like, the 70s, but I don't think they can anymore. You know, like, okay. it's like Pandora's. That's why, like, Agenda 30- 2030 is all about, like, pushing people to the brink and killing them off because if they don't do it in the next decade, like, it's game over for the globalists.
2: Oh, I mean, there's really no way to test this outside of just rhetorical, theoretical, like, screaming. It's, the it's, it's in the documents. <laughs> it's in the documents. Sp-
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, like, I just disagree, but that's fine. Like, it, we're never going to see that happen soon.
2: <laughs> so it doesn't um, really matter. That would
1: be a fun, if we could bookmark it, I'd love to do a whole episode of just going back and forth on this issue because we might be able to war game it. And as to why it would or would not work,
0: I don't like war um, games because at the end of war games, there's global pandemics and it's never fun. Hell <laughs> I don't yeah, don't like war games. Hey, real quick though,
1: um, I just want to point out as to where replacement theory comes from, um, and it actually it looks like it came around well, early what, 2019. What is it? First uh, of all? So this French dude Renaud Casmus developed this theory, which mainstream calls a "quote unquote" conspiracy theory. In two books
0: published in 2010 oh and 2011. My god. is it is god. Is it, I don't mean to interrupt you, is it literally like just like an intellectual theory and then someone was like, oh, conspiracy, like just like that?
1: It, it is, it is, a, It basically what this guy was talking about was there was increased immigration in Europe, it just was like when like Syria mm. and everything was breaking loose, and then people in the, Europe started to notice that it's not just Syrians coming in, but literally everybody in North africa and there was like a rise in crime among like the muslims that were coming in because their cultures are completely 180 degrees from european culture and it actually became a big issue there but it's also it was part of the globalist plan to kind of destabilize the area uh break down nationalism because then you can create this kind of like greater un right and this is basically what this dude was talking about but they're saying that this is just a conspiracy theorist because they're um what's it called when you're phobic of other people um, xenophobic yeah uh
0: and oh, basically people who don't come from a culture yeah. like, yes like yours and oh so, look guys that was me being autistic i like it <laughs> i'm just like you
1: so and it's just funny i'm looking at the wikipedia um like explanation of the background of it they say, Europe has experienced an escalation in Islamic terrorist attacks during 2000-2010s and a migrant crisis that began in 2015, which participated in exacerbating tensions and preparing the public opinion for the reception of Kazma's conspiracy theory. So basically what they're saying is, <laughs> oh, Europe had a problem and that's why people took to this theory. It's like, oh, you mean there was a problem and maybe he's onto something? Cool. Gotcha. Yeah,
2: I mean I think the, uh, the parts that are most kind of eh is when it's the idea of that th- it's specifically against the like whites and that it's meant for political and electoral gains specifically. Um, I think that's where they start drawing the most. Cause like if you look at the demographic stats, like well, it's they, hard they, to argue. They're trying
1: to apply this to America and trying yeah. to um, turn it into like this right versus left issue. And like voting and all that kind of stuff, which is only like partially the problem, because a lot of like illegal immigrants don't even vote; they don't care. Yeah, they don't vote, and also they don't want to get caught. Like immigrants, largely speaking, are
2: usually peaceful, more peaceful than uh, you know natural-born citizens. Uh, You know, I'd have to go back and find those stats, but I remember seeing that all over. Um, So it's not even like a problem. It's just that these sorts of people, like white nationalists, are like, well, this is our place. And,
1: you know, they're replacers, like this guy Uh, says. Some people would argue that because of the cartel movements in South America, it's actually increasing human trafficking, increasing um, all kinds of illegal narcotics, fentanyl, and all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm talking strictly legal. Oh, legal immigrants. Gotcha. gotcha,
2: Yeah, illegal. I mean, like, I'm not a big believer in laws, but if you're going to... Start your life in a country (laughs) by breaking the law, (laughs) then I don't know if clearly uh, don't care. It really depends, and like that's why studies like that are super rough because either every one of them is a criminal because they broke a lot of start like their quasi citizenship or their stay in the country, or they're just like completely fine to do it. So it's either (laughs) always like ninety five percent or only two percent have ever even
1: shoplifted right yeah did you <coughs> want to talk about autism
2: oh uh it, it, no it was just funny uh my sister-in-law-to-be <laughs> is a psychology major and she sent me a autism test uh to see you know maybe if, if there was a point to be had and then we all took it uh us and most of the inner circle even and i think it was like Shout 80. out to
0: the inner circle we love you thanks for giving on patreon
2: yeah basically our patron patrons um, and we all took it, and I think it was, like, 80 was, like, where it's, like, okay, maybe we should investigate more. And then, like, 130 was the average for, like, clinically diagnosed autistic people. And we all took it, and, Jake, what'd you get, like, a two? <laughs> <laughs> I was, like,
0: mid-50s, I think. And then, and then Henry... two fifty three. 53.
2: I think it was, like, 118 or something. Yeah, and I come in at 138. So, In other words, uh, autistic. autistic. And then uh, one of our guys, uh, a patron, I think literally got like a 22 or something like that. It's like, how normal are you and how did you end up with us? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just thought that was funny. It is humorous.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when we make the autism jokes here, we're not making fun of people who are not neuronormative. Neurotypical. Neurotypical. That's it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. See? Jesus Christ, dude. I know. That's like when people don't know how to say the N-word and they do a hard R. They're like, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. I wasn't trying to be racist. Um, Yeah, because it's fine with an A. It's totally fine with an A if you're brown or Hispanic. Because Hispanic people coincidentally say the N-word. Someone's knocking on my door. (laughs) Nice. Well, get strapped. Yeah. It's nice knowing you, bro. All right. Well, y'all, uh, we got like t- what five minutes left of the show. Let me see what's going on. <laughs> Maybe
1: the sirens were coming for him. Well, since he's walking <laughs> away, supposedly today is primary Just say voting say the n word. <laughs> 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 <clears throat>
0: well,
1: now that Hilarious. he's gone, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, today's uh, an election day for the primaries that yeah, I feel for... like almost nobody cares about. But I get these updates from. I think it's like stand up health for America or something like that. And it's basically mm. people that are still bitter about the lockdowns. <laughs> How could uh, you be? I wonder why. And like, they have like the a list of candidates that they kind of endorse. And I'm, I'm feel like, ah, I should probably go vote even though I don't a hundred percent believe in it. You know? Hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, it's rough. Cause like in the primaries, I'm still technically registered as a Democrat. Hilariously. Dude, have at them. Um, so like, I could I could go like vote for the most ridiculous one. Yeah. But also or like Bernie. <laughs> oh no, it's North
0: Carolina primary. Oh so, I know. I'm just saying. Um keep that. Jake, are you production. gonna go vote? Today? Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess. I don't even know where to vote. That's hilarious. Our I, Republic man, Network. I am so <laughs> apathetic towards it because I'm like, I'm gonna vote for some a-hole that's full of himself probably bangs kids on the side just Mm. because he'll tax me slightly less than the other a-hole who bangs kids on the side you know what i'm saying at least he doesn't eat them don't get me wrong midterms roll around i'm i'm voting hard r you know ah (laughs) all the way down you know what's funny is i i hate to say this but i've had the same thought because i was talking to my wife about it and i said at this point it's just a game of whose tax plan is more and who is more likely to lock me down when the next pandemic comes out? Who is and more likely that, to open the supply line so we don't starve to death? Them, right, you know by just saying? a little bit. <laughs> right. And so I'm just like, oh, I think I might just... And you know what I did when I uh, re-registered or whatever? And I what? got my license, like, my after my license debacle? Are you a Republican? I'm
1: a Republican. Is that what huh? you... Are you really? Yeah.
0: Nice!
2: Ah! That's hilarious. No, I mean, I'm I'm for real, like I will be voting Republican for probably the rest of my life because after being a part of the Libertarian Party politic, like on Twitter and whatever, they're never gonna do a goddamn thing. They're never gonna stop the I, train that's coming. I swear on my life, that is a waste of money and energy. So I am now a whatever you want to call me, neo-reactionary paleocon or whatever. I'm just going to vote Republican because it's, I mean, just, it's just better
0: than I'm Democrats. still anarchist. Yeah, but like, in I the meantime. The state, but if you ask me who I'm voting for, it's not going to be for the jerks. What the frick, dogs? It's not going to be for Scarlett May. Scarlett May, shut up. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be for the people who sh- locked down the country. And said, "Here's whose work is essential." And then, even when we went to Oakland, California, my wife and I, where we were in San Francisco, but we we flew into Oakland, and like there was a Vax pass there. I'm like, "This is this is," and also it was like one of the dirtiest cities I've ever been in. Oakland was disgusting. San Francisco wasn't as bad as the news likes to make it out to be, um, but like Oakland was gross. And I'm just like, guys, I don't want these people running anything. <laughs> I don't want yeah. them. Like, that girl literally had to sneak us onto the patio because and, like, check my ID, so that way the cameras would see that she checked something, is what she said. Nice. And she wouldn't get in trouble for letting someone in who wasn't vaxxed. That's insane. And also just get a fake card. Uh, but anyways.
2: <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the Pete Canonez school of thought at this point, where it's like, there is, um, there is one party. That is very actively your enemy, as anybody who likes to get uh, left alone even a little bit. Uh, and then there's one that's not, so I'm gonna vote for the one that's not. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, the thing with voting is I I'd like I like these Marjorie Taylor Green types. I like the and types then, and that then are Matt like Gates. That like I'm. I, it was a little bit weird with that underage stuff with him. 100. percent But like uh,
2: he he talks good shit so. Yeah, like John Crist.
1: I, I like. Yeah. John. Ah. Oh man, that was disappointing too. Um, but I get it. So the. <laughs> but I get it. <laughs> the thing I still I like follow about,
0: him, and I still laugh. <laughs> dude, he's hilarious. He's a good. He guy. made a joke the other day, yeah, and he thanks. goes recanceled, and I was like, John. Oh you yeah, can't yeah, talk yeah, about I, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um. Anyway, sorry, Henry. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like MGT's
1: because Marjorie Taylor Greene... Because they li- they really thought they'd make a difference. And then, like, they walk into DC and they're like, oh, this was a trap. Like, <laughs> they're going to kill me. But I'll vote for those kind of people because at least, um, on the one hand, it reveals the system. And, like, maybe these people can uh, red pill more people as they give, like, their little C-SPAN talks. And you can at least spread it around as opposed mm-hmm. to the person that's 100% a pedophile, you know? Yeah. And same with,
2: like, Thomas Massey is my dude um He's he great. follows me on twitter by the way you know really like, oh nice yeah he does <laughs> that's dope um he follows like a ton of people too so it doesn't really mean anything but like those types like the new right uh, i'm like i'm all about it the ones who will actively call out the establishment both parties for you know uh intentionally and actively trying to ruin the country
1: for the last hundred years i'm here for it like shout out to rand paul for at least Dude. A little bit pushing back on Fauci and against the forty billion to send to go kill more people. Do you know how much Ukraine's entire budget was last year? I have no idea.
2: Because it was like thirty billion. We just gave these dudes a hundred percent of their federal revenue. Oh, which by the way, of which, why
0: do they even have a budget earmarked in our receipts last year? That is so asinine to me. Just to add context
1: to what clown like, world we living in, Jake Senex like, <laughs> oh. like,
0: seriously, I mean, like, you're gonna sit there and get mad at Elon for spending forty billion on Twitter, but meanwhile we can send forty billion to go murder people overseas in a country that doesn't amount to a hill of beans to us, fr- from a foreign policy standpoint. Just get the frick out of here. No, they're super important. I mean, yeah, we've got bio. Got there. Off there. I West, hope they so. take Grant Dan Crenshaw's other eye just so he has to live with himself. Like he <laughs> oh, is such dark. I hate that guy, dude. He is such like he is everything that's wrong with Republicans to me. He is the worst. <laughs> Did you know he's one of the World Economic Forum, like young leaders or whatever? Oh, God, I can't stand that guy.
1: He is the worst.
0: He is the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's confusing about something?
1: that? Was it? Oh, I was just gonna say, hilarious that you sent us that Reuters tweet that had the paintball people uh, mm-hmm. for a tweet about Ukraine. Hilarious. Oh, it's still up on
0: Reuters. It's still up. Oh, I'm sure. Well, it's
1: like an, a Reuters article about how allegedly the Ukrainians were pushing back the Russians on some front, and the thumbnail slash picture was of people playing paintball. Ah.
2: There was also, uh, that, in the same vein, there was that one guy who said uh, he went over to Ukraine to, like, volunteer militarily. And then he was handed, like, half a mag's worth of ammo and said, like, you're just going to have to find more when you kill somebody. And it's like, damn, you like, where's all of those weapons going?
1: Man, your volunteer fighter all of a sudden signed up for a game of escape room.
0: Yeah, I mean oh, basically. You know what show is just criminally terrible? The Not Halo out. series on Paramount Plus. Oh, and really? that just reminded me of like this scene where like this dude only had so many bullets and he had to shoot this thing at like just the right time when this girl got something right. Which if that already doesn't sound like Halo, you're correct. Um and so what? he's like running around trying to save his bullets and then he runs out of bullets. Meanwhile, he's killed already in this same scene at least six guys. Who had guns and didn't bother to pick up their gun, pick up their ammo. Also, if you've played Halo, the Covenant guns, don't use bullets. And so it's just like uh. you know, So it's just like, I was so annoyed. I'm like, dude, you he's like, Oh god, I've only got one more bullet and they're all shooting at me and I'm all out of bullets. And I'm like, You've killed at least 30 bullets worth of people.
2: <laughs> dang.
0: If you play video games, you know all you gotta do is walk over the god dang body I mean, and you yeah. got new bullets
2: that's for sure <laughs> Oh, speaking of shows uh Such this one's actually show, worth it so bad uh i finally started ozark and it's kind of lit dude first yeah?
1: season is incredible
2: i i started it two days ago and i'm almost done
1: nice it is awesome oh um, also is it about money laundering you... yes
0: is it is and it boring like lords. like uh is it boring like breaking bad
2: Shut your whore mouth. All right, that's our show. <laughs> Breaking Bad Shit. was one of the worst shows I've ever
0: watched. Oh, I, I felt, loved it. I finished the whole show, and I was like, there's three scenes I can think of where I was like, whoa, that was cool. And it's, it was unforgivable, the Fly episode. Unforgivable that you would waste 45 minutes of my time like that, unashamedly. un no, it Had nothing to do with the plot. Had nothing to do with the characters. un. Forgivable. And whoever wrote shame. the fly episode should be taken out back and shot. It was Why can't so... I remember the fly episode? Are my rose tinted
2: glasses? Oh, because
0: it's inconsequential to the rest of the show, so you don't need to. But the fly episode was when he was cooking meth in like, the laundromat downstairs, and a fly flew in. And as you know, when you're cooking meth, you got to keep things clean. And so yep. it was literally 45 minutes of him I looking yep. for a fly this is valid. so he could kill it. And I I remember I finished that episode and I was like, I think I almost quit the show. I almost was like, I'm going to stop watching this. But everybody was talking about it and I wanted to be included because there wasn't 45,000 viral shows that everybody was talking about at the time. So I was like, I got to watch the show because everybody's talking about it. And it was worth it for the last episode, maybe. Horrible television show. Horrible television show. Guess what show's coming back in June? I'm even mispronouncing horrible, so I can say horrible, in The Boys, June 3rd. I cannot wait. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I cannot wait. That is the best show on television. I've never once been bored. The character development I saw is fantastic. that last night, and I got so excited. Oh, man. Do you remember when I was trying to get you guys to watch that, and y'all were like, okay, superhero show. I'm like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. This is the red pill America needs.
2: I got one episode into season two, and then I
0: stopped.
1: Oh, shame years. on you. You oh, better go so finish good. it.
0: That's the best show on television right now. I don't think any show on TV satisfies me as much as the boys. Because it reminds me of us. Boys, 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 boys.
1: <laughs> uh, there is a reboot of MacGyver that's a couple years old that's on Paramount+. Plus, and it's actually pretty good. Just as far as like, um, these kind of a weird wink winks about like c i a and think tanks and all that kind of junk, but also just the way that he fixes a situation using just things around him is so cool. never a dull moment. uh it's kind of nerdy, but
0: anyway, all right guys that's, that's any that's other shows sh- you're watching any others sh- uh, this is fun. We'd never actually talk about our actual lives No, on that's the show. true
2: i i I am reading uh or I, I'm <laughs> watching Ozark... <laughs> And then I'm reading books about operating systems, and that's all I'm doing.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) Ryan, what's going on in your life? So, uh, here's this book I'm reading. (laughs) I cannot. Jeez. I got my stack
2: right here. Henry, shout out. Oh, nice. I'm excited for that I saw the one.
0: I saw the one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Great. Awesome, guys. Um... My wife and I are watching We Crashed right now. Oh, yeah? I heard good things. It's it's wonderful. Jared Leto. Nice. I knew he was a good actor. He was just never in good movies. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're a phenomenal actor. Like, I'm so glad that you have this show. So that What's way you can on? have it on your resume. Apple TV Plus. Oh, they don't have Also, that. Severance, if you don't have Apple TV Plus. Actually, for my autistic friends on the show right now, you would love Severance. Interesting. All right, is that also video? Apple TV? Yeah, Apple TV Plus. It is, it is absolutely stellar. And Henry, since I don't think you have Apple TV Plus uh, or Apple TV, if you want to come over and watch it, it'll suck you in. It's so good. I'd rewatch oh, it, shoot. too. It's so freaking good. It and it, it's one of those shows where you don't know what the hell you're watching until the last episode, and then it's just nice. like it's so good. I'm gonna watch the trailer when we get off this it's almost as good as the boys but not the same type of itch that it scratches but the quality is there nice so um I gotta get back to work <laughs> is the thing I never stopped bro. I mean hey, mean either up, get on my level
2: uh <laughs> that's fair actually I have been logged in this whole time I never stopped bro
0: I never stopped. So I
2: guess that is kind of fair, to be honest. Um, just
0: because there's a lot of hustle in the day, don't mean the hustle has to stop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> never stop, bro. Never stop.
2: Uh, all right. I <laughs> well, also just, I have a meeting in five minutes, and I haven't had lunch. So <laughs>
0: that's even better, I never stop, bro. So all <laughs> right, so <laughs> so I just take the meeting on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these freaking fascists. So uh, in this line of code, we need to. Are these freaking fascists. <laughs> so. um well, yeah, that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> um, the production of our manifesto. I mean... Uh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I unmute the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so great. We're like, Ryan... And they spend the whole meeting, they don't actually say anything, they just go, Ryan, you're muted because you're talking to us. <laughs> Ryan, you're muted. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you're muted. <laughs> and then I chime in with, and these goddamn commies... <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you need to get off, that's fine. Um, thanks for listening to our show, those of you who listen. Um, and then five stars on iTunes. Uh, if you if you don't give us five stars on iTunes, then we'll send it back. That's right, just like the manifesto that explains why you gave us four stars. Um, Boom. And so, <laughs> uh, and then also give us your money, Patreon. Link in the bio or in the description or in the notes, the show notes. That's what they're called on podcasts. Uh, We're excited about some things we would like to do with that moving forward in the future. We love you. Um, Ryan's gone now. And so, uh, Henry, you want to say have the last word?
1: Uh, Yeah. So the thing that's going to happen is the debt market's going to crash. And as Uh the debt market money starts to leave, it's going to leave – from the stock market and it's probably going to go into all kinds of commodities. And silver, right now, there's already like a seven week wait time for silver delivery. So, go to your local silver shop buy a couple rounds because soon you won't be able to. It's good
0: work. All right.
1: Goodbye. Lord Anthony Facci here. If you are hearing the sound of my voice, you're more than likely already inoculated with my poison shot or you're sitting in an internment camp shielding the rest of the population from your sick ideas of personal liberty and I would just like to inform you what you saw happening to your loved ones as they convulsed on the kitchen floor this is just purely a breakthrough event and there's nothing to be afraid of. We are rapidly approaching the fourth industrial revolution. You will own nothing and be happy. (laughs) Well, what he's trying to say is that the Great Reset is purely a conspiracy theory and we don't eat children. Wink,
0: wink.